Who's wrong and who's wronger? In this corner, followed by millions, James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell. And in that corner, ignored by millions, Steve Dash Rinko Lieber. Imagine the poor life choices you have made that have landed you here on Wrong and Wronger. I know the ones that I've made and I'm paying for them. And part of the penance is having to deal with James Breakwell. And James, how are you doing tonight, sir? I'll be honest. I was I was feeling exhausted and down on myself. And then I heard the sheer misery in your voice when you answered the phone. And it just rejuvenated me. And I am back. I am ready for this. And I have so many things to rip into you about tonight. <laughs> well, thank God I am still on a winning streak as it <laughs> pertains to our listeners. But uh, you've come upon the podcast where we argue about things that don't matter nothing to nobody, but certainly matter something to Judy P. And that's really the only reason we keep coming back. But James, what are we going to argue this evening? We're going to argue something that I told you about and you didn't understand it at all, but I think it's just because you're a little <laughs> slow. Is it better to live someplace with four seasons or someplace that more or less only has one season, like Arizona, where it's always the summer? Now, we do have an intern who lives in Arizona, as I believe intern Carol lives out there. So she only has one season. You live in Indiana, where you have four. I live in Nashville, where we have two. And so we're going to argue four versus one. Indianapolis versus Arizona. I, well, I don't know if you want to pit it quite like that. We're going to have the angry retirees coming after us, assuming that the retirees <laughs> know what a podcast yeah, but... is. They're on the rascals, and we can outrun those. But before we get there, James, there is a long litany of disaster that has led to this meeting of the minds tonight. And I don't know if you'd like to summarize them, but I'm guessing if you do it, you're going to blame me. Well, obviously, because everything is your fault, but especially this time. This time more so than usual, even. So last, uh, we were supposed to record on Tuesday night, which is kind of late for us to record uh, anyway. And you send me a message and you send me the phone number and the phone number was no good. You sent me the wrong phone number. So I call it and it doesn't go through and it doesn't go through. And for some reason you were in a mode where it took you 15 minutes to reply to every single yeah. text message. I don't know why. I don't know. Your, your like, where did you put your phone? Did I was you like, like, where's Breakwell? He must have forgotten all about tonight. I mean, was there any reason for it to not be in your hand? You needed to use it for the podcast, so you took forever to do that, and then you finally got me the right address, and I called through. Phone number, and, phone and the, number. Yeah, and you got the right, the right phone number. Yeah, I don't want to know your address. I don't want to know where you are. But So I finally <laughs> call through, and it goes to voicemail, and so I text you again. And wait another 15 minutes for you to reply. You're like, oh, I guess the room phone doesn't work. So we couldn't record at all. You had a you had a non-working phone in Oakland because, of course, you know that's they they gave you the Steve Oliva suite again. And then tonight I text you. I was like, hey, maybe we can record an hour early. You're like, sure. I'm only two minutes from the hotel. I sat here by my phone for an hour for <laughs> you to cover those last two miles until you finally text me. Like, I, I would have loved to have sat by a ho by a phone for an hour, but I'm sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. That, because that, obviously, that, your life is far worse than mine. That's as far as my story goes, so please explain to me what caused our hour-long delay tonight. Oh. <laughs> so first of all, 
I'm at a Hyatt in downtown San Jose, and I hate downtown hotels anyway because they're hard to get to and you have to valet, except apparently Google has taken the Hyatt's parking lot and is going to build a high-rise on it, so there's no place to valet. And I call and call and say, I'm driving around the block over and over looking for a place to valet, and it's not easy to drive around the block in a downtown of a major city. And they said, yeah, 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 just pull up to the door. But you can't pull up to the door. Every valet spot is full because there's only one kid doing valet and the valet garage is two blocks down. So he's <laughs> taking one car at a time. There's like 15 of them in line and I can't park against the curb. I'm parked in the lane. So I got to wait for him to get back and I'm complaining and I go in and they have a trainee at the desk. So I go through my whole thing. And I say, all I need is a one o'clock checkout tomorrow so I can hide in my room and cry at lunchtime. I'm going <laughs> to hug my knees and it's going to be an ugly cry. And she says, ooh, I don't know if I can give you that. Let me get the front desk manager, who was obviously not in downtown San Jose. He was somewhere near Indianapolis and he had to fly in to come and deal <laughs> with giving me one extra hour at checkout. And then I get up here and the phone's not right and the lights don't work and the heating and cooling system doesn't work. And... James, I've had a lot of rum tonight just to tolerate not only you, which usually I'm going to need at least a double. I needed a triple tonight to not only tolerate you, but also this room. Finally, however, after several attempts, you text me and said I'm on hold with the front desk. Thank God I was never on hold. I was always told where to go, even though it didn't work. But anyway, all of that to say we are finally here and Judy P will have something to watch with her husband tomorrow. I gotta say, I'm kind of disappointed that you complained about the broken lights. If we would have just left them broken, we wouldn't have to see you tonight. Your part could be audio only, and maybe for once our viewership <laughs> would go up past one. I'm still in my work duds, as I've got my tie and my shirt. Like, it's just the whole night. The last two nights. Last night, by the way, I had a nice kitchen table. I was in Embassy Suites. I was all set up. I was comfortable. Tonight, I'm in a Hyatt... And I, I, I've got a couch, I've got a suite, so I've got a nice room, but it's not, it's nice, but it's not comfortable. It's like, uh, it's like James Breakwell, <laughs> that uh, he won't insult you to your face, but it's just never comfortable when you're around him. Of correction, I insult you to your face all the time. It's pretty much all I do on here. It's the entire purpose of this podcast. <laughs> oh, au contraire. There is a part of the podcast where we have to compliment each other, and that is where we're headed right now. What do you got for me, James? I would like to compliment you for tormenting uh -huh. two poor trainees tonight. I, you, you throw in your Steve Olivas weight around that poor valet. I can just picture him driving a car two blocks and then running back, sprinting. So empowered Steve Olivas there in his power business casual outfit didn't you know get him fired or you know run him out of that town you've got that kind of leverage on the other clerk you wanted an extra hour i mean they should bill you like the quadruple the rate i mean they, they just don't want you there and you you expect to linger for that much longer no wonder she had to call they probably didn't just call in the manager they had to call in like their crisis management team to figure out how they were going to get you out of there they put you in the room with no heat with no light hoping you'd take a hint but you're still there so props to you for being the Karen of that uh, of that hotel. For those who aren't familiar with the Twitter parlance, you know that like Karen is the is the the angry mom with the short haircut who demands to see the manager. That's you, Steve. You are Karen now in in the flesh. <laughs> 
Actually, if we want to go Greek mythology, Charon is even more apropos because Charon is the ferry man that brings you across the river Styx to Hades, to the afterlife, slightly, to hell. Slightly and that's different what I feel spelling. like right now, yeah. James. <laughs> nice Yeah, yeah different spell. Wow. Well done, James. See, you do still impress me once in a while. So good for you. I want to impress, wait, I want to, I am a little bit drunk. I've got to admit that on the front end. I want to compliment you, James, on breaking your own record on word count for your columns each week. Like this week, your column took me three and a half hours to finish, and I had to take a break in the between because I got a migraine during it. You had a lot, a lot go on for you this week, and apparently you were not... Uh, you were not remiss in telling the viewers and the listeners and the readers, I guess, what it was that you were up to. But James, I, your columns, man, you wrote a book this week. And if people aren't jumping on, getting on your mailing list, they have to do it. Because you don't leave any stone unturned in your life in that column. Okay, for the record, it was a mere 3,000 words. There has been more than one column oh that has God. spanned 4,000 words. I'm sorry that you're only semi-literate. If you want, you can download an app and have it read out loud to you as you, really? you know, circle the block cursing that poor minimum wage valet so you can get your tormenting oh and your reading done at once. 3,000 words. 3,000 words. Wrap your head around that, people. He puts that out for free every week, just for you. And what kind of what kind of respect do you give him back? Come on. <laughs> they, they, they certainly don't reward me with podcast subscriptions, that's for sure. <laughs> well, that's actually not true. We have a ton of subscriptions, but no listeners. I don't get how it all works, James. I don't know. I had somebody, they, they messaged me, and they were like, man, I wish 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage would be longer. It's such a good podcast. And I was like, well, we tried wow. going longer with Wrong and Wronger, and we couldn't get anybody listening. They're like, yeah, I'm not so sure about Wrong and Wronger. It's like, okay, now I don't think. They really canceled out that compliment. You talk about how much you love the podcast, then you get the left-handed elbow in there about how much you don't like the other one. It's like, oh, that's right. That's why we don't read the comments right here. <laughs> I'll tell you what, wrong and wronger doesn't usually get any negative comments. Like, it usually gets people that talk about the poll or something. But 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage, man, that gets people in a vulgar, vile mood. Like, we get some scathing comments on that one are to you? the point that I don't even read them okay. anymore. So to be, people to be, are awful, yeah, awful that was, people. This was an email. This was an email. It was very polite. It was very complimentary before it turned slightly insulting. But, yeah, I, I don't read the comments <laughs> on 10 Minutes to Save Your Marriage. Actually, people have started, like, uh, sometimes I cut off the top part of the email where they talk about how much they love me and hate you and all of that. But they're like, what, what? oh, boy, I'm not looking forward to reading the comments on this one. It's like even the people who write in questions are like, I'm not going to read the comments. <laughs> they have, our comment section has become legendary on that podcast and not in a good way. <gasps> wow. Well, it's good to be famous for something. James, we do have to flip the coin and have about a 45-second debate on this thing. So what shall the two sides represent for you? Oh, all right. Heads, four seasons. Tails, one season. All right, heads four, tails one. It is up. I put it on my thigh. I'm not wearing pants, by the way. Uh. And it is tails. We actually have the South Dakota <laughs> quarter of fate as I'm on the road in San Jose. James, you, sir, have one season. Well, thank goodness. Because as somebody who lives in the land of four seasons, let me tell you, I could use about three less. 
This winter will not end. <laughs> Forget what the groundhog has been telling you. The snow just keeps on coming. We had an inch yesterday. We got about three Ooh. inches today. It just won't stop. Now I've got two kids with the flu. And you know what? You know when you oh. don't get the flu? You know when you don't get snow in summer? Give me Arizona weather, Florida weather, Louisiana weather, any weather where it goes from hot to hotter to maybe lukewarm. That's about the range of temperatures I want. I don't want frost. I don't want snow. I want consistency. I want one seasonal outfit for the entire year. Just let me get the shorts and short sleeve and make it all the way through. You know where people like winter? In, in Hallmark and Lifetime movies. Like we like to see it on TV <laughs> from a distance through a screen where you don't have to experience the cold. And for about an hour, you feel good that you got your Christmas fix in and then it's over and you go back out into the warm sun of the summer and you're fine. One season is the way to go. I don't know. I don't know. I would miss the other seasons if I didn't have them. And the reason I say that is because I moved from a climate similar to yours when I grew up in Wisconsin. And we had four seasons. And I was sort of like you. I was done with winter. And I went to school in Oklahoma. And then I did an internship in Baltimore. And then I did a residency in Nashville. And I thought, I'm not moving north of the Mason-Dixon line anymore. But I'll tell you what, I miss the four seasons. Nashville has two seasons. We have hot, humid summer and then sort of a cool, damp, rainy winter. And it really does go one to the other. There is no autumn, there is no spring. If there is, it lasts a weekend and it just teases me with it. And at some point when our last kid leaves home, we're gonna move north again. Because both of us would like a little bit of winter and a little bit of excuse me, a little bit of autumn and a little bit of spring because all of those leave you something to look forward to. The season only lasts about two and a half, three months and then you look forward to spring coming. And that lasts a couple, three months and then summer's here. And a couple, three months and then it's autumn. It gets cool. You have the World Series, you have cookouts. like, And then a couple, three months and then winter's here. You got Thanksgiving and Christmas and New Year's. There's always something to look forward to and it keeps revolving and that's the part that I miss the most. If there was only one season, it would me to tears, James. We have different recreational activities for each of those, and that just makes your life more complete. You know what else would bore me to tears? You. Every time you argue for four seasons, you're just making it up. You don't You don't believe a word of that. You know how many old people move north when they retire? None. They all move south. They move to Florida. They call it God's waiting room for a reason. People are fed up with being cold. They're fed up with being achy. They're fed up with the, the freezing winds. They go south and everything is warm and happy. You want to think about what, what a sacrifice that is for old people? Old people who have limited mobility. Old people who just want to spend time with family and grandkids who want to reap the rewards they've built up to for a lifetime and then they just shrug and they say you know what's better than family not freezing to death and they fly to Florida and they're done with it they just cast their entire lives aside their entire communities aside because getting rid of winter feels that great nobody moves from Florida to Minnesota when they retire nobody not one single person <laughs> oh, in all geez. of human history not one you, you might say that you're going to do it now, but you know what? When that time comes, I've seen pictures of the Steve Olivas Manor. You're not going anywhere. You have bought a vast estate with, with <laughs> you know, with feudal vassals and everything. And you, you've got to stay there. you got to keep the serfs in line. You're staying in Tennessee or moving south. I think two seasons <laughs> is still one too many season for you. One season is the way to go. Well, I wish I could tell you how you're dead wrong on that, but we're just about out of time. We've bored these people to tears just like you're bored with yourself. 
roll those dice and let people know how for like the sixth week in a row they can vote for me to win the poll. I would like to congratulate us first on having literally the shortest debate we have ever had. <laughs> the banter <laughs> was out of control this week simply because your life is out of control and one affects the other. It, it, yeah. But here's the yeah. vote. If no, you would, it definitely is. If you would like to vote for James and one season and pure happiness and warmth, vote for 71. If you want to vote for Steve. You know, Antarctica has only one season too, by the way, but go ahead. <laughs> if you want to vote for Steve and his insane harebrained four-season scheme, what? vote for 66. And if you want to throw oh, oh, oh. your vote away, vote for 38. All right. If you want to vote for James and Boring, which there's nothing that goes hand in hand like James and Boring, vote for 71. If you want to vote for Steve and live on the edge because 66 is two-thirds of 666, you think about that one for a minute, then vote for 66 and Steve. And throwing your vote away is just like making a vote for James Breakwell. Now, until next week, when we debate another scintillating topic and bring you another episode of Wrong and Wronger, because we don't know how to live life otherwise, this is Steve Olivas, Dr. Steve for James the Exploding Unicorn Breakwell, saying thanks for listening, thanks for watching, and remember, two wrongs can make a right. <laughs>